welcome right. to uh welcome. first episode of Bean first Ballers. episode take this was obviously still just take one but. yeah we uh we didn't record 25 minutes of this uh really cool story i wrote up to just. tell my friend will and uh, realize that it sounds like we are recording within the depths of the biggest cave in Minecraft. Yeah, you know, it wasn't just uh, Mitch's audio with me whispering in the background about how uh, funny it is. I was just talking to a wall about Kurt Schilling, and then Will's like, Oh, yeah. I know about, ba- you know about Benjamin Harrison? You know about baseball, Benjamin Harrison? <laughs> All right, well, hopefully this time we, uh, we'll learn what we're doing. And as we go, we'll just be growing and evolving as we go. But uh, you know, we'll make it, we'll make it sound good. You know, edit it in post. You know, everything's about post production, anyways. Yeah, production's just like your ingredients. But you know, you need a real chef. Chef host production. Chef I can touch. You know. Yeah. A little something about me and Mitch is we're both uh, we're just chefs. You know, just a couple of line cooks. You know, just uh, making our way in the beautiful Portland culinary scene. Yeah, and you know. Like most chefs, uh, we're really bored or are having a bad day. And, you know, sometimes what I like to do to brighten up our terrible dinner services sometimes, I would just tell Will random stories about uh, baseball players and soccer players that I know from being a degenerate sports gambler and uh, viewer of sports my whole life. And Will, of course, you, you don't know. Of course, I don't. I'm not particularly familiar with sports. I played basketball in middle school, as I've told you before. Yeah, you are you are a baller. I've I am heard. a baller, but not in a professional sense and not for, like, nine plus years. Yeah, well, you know, you don't, lo- you don't lose that jump shot. No, sh- that shit stays with you. It's like riding a bike. You're you know, I, n- I never forget. But, you know, within those stories, we thought, well, let's do a podcast instead. And we'll make yeah. millions. We'll make millions We're of gonna, dollars on this. This gold rush is really going to hit. And, you know. Podcasts are hot. No one has ever done a podcast before. We're kind of starting something talking. new. Talk, just talking for an hour about, uh, you know, just the most cool, just cool uh, not like weirdest like topic of just uh, baseball. Everyone loves baseball. Yeah, great American pastime. Been around forever. We love it. But um, today I brought you a real choice one. I really wanted to find one where I think, even if you don't, you don't need to know what WRC Plus stands for. You don't need to know what an earned run average is. You don't okay. really need to know how many bases there are to appreciate the story no, of Kurt I think Schilling. there's four. There is four. Nice. There's the first, shaped second, like, third, and home. Shaped like a diamond. The, ba- the field. The field is. Okay, okay. Yes. The, the bases, well, three of them, you know, they're just like kind of bags. They call bags. It, if you want to be cool, you call them bags. Okay, they're just bags. Okay, okay. Yeah, steal, you call it stealing bags when you steal a base. All right, when I buy my minor league baseball pass for this summer, I'll I'll, I'll be saying that to everyone in the stands. Oh, yeah, you got to call it 2A instead of double A. Okay. I learned that one today. That's okay, what ball, okay. That's what the players call it. See, but that's uh, cool. So it's a, I, we're, we're both learning here. Yeah, you, every day I learn. I'm like, you know, I didn't really know about, uh, I mean, I didn't know shit about baseball but until I uh, went on MLB.com and found this really cool glossary like who even knew that a uh, sometimes you can call it a uh, punch and Judy hitter if you're a hitter with no power not me Shit, MLB.com's okay. got me though they got all the hot references <laughs> they really do whoever collected this you know really deserves I that. like I like Pulitzer that what's prize that I look for that that poor intern who was there probably they were just like Mr. Baseball was like I need you to write up a nice article about the phrases yeah people need to know what a worm burner is make it sound cool two idiots might make a podcast one yeah. day about this <laughs> what do you think a worm burner is worm burner um I want to say it's when the 
the the batter's hand gets real red from rubbing it on that bat real hard <laughs> from hitting the ball wicked hot so in that sense the the bat would be the worm the, um no the hands of the worm the bats the burner because <laughs> their hands are, are red hot from it <laughs> it is when you hit a ground ball real fast a scorching ground oh, ball. oh okay but okay. i prefer i think i want to just call it when like someone's not wearing batting gloves and they just have and their hands. hands are rubbed raw you yeah. know that's the they got their real worm burner kind of guy. Real worm burner. All right, I got one more for you before we talk about uh, you know, it's more fitting. We're gonna be talking about pitcher Kurt Schilling today. Um, do you know what an Uncle Charlie is? No, I believe an Uncle Charlie. That sounds like maybe someone who's uh pitcher related i bet it's a reference to how they throw the ball i bet they throw the ball like an old lady i'm gonna give you half points for saying it's like how they throw the ball it is a term for a curveball curveball uncle charlie okay i guess you know it's got the letter c in it like i don't really know guess yeah sure i like it i thought it referred to a changeup until i read this actually oh shit i'm like pretty sure it's actually a changeup but i'm probably wrong maybe you're wrong i'm more about you know smashing that ball destroying the sphere you know but you know, that's all right. But today we're gonna talk about Kurt Schilling, probably one of the great pitchers of his era. Um, also one of my least favorite players, and maybe one of my least favorite athletes. I hate him a lot, um, and I think it's gonna be great because of all, all the non-sports that we're gonna get okay, to talk about. Okay. Get to talk about the Rhode Island state government. Okay, I love that. Ketchup. Like that a um, lot. Eat a lot of ketchup. Yep kind of mediocre action rpg video games okay i'm into I, that i granted i haven't played it but i watched like 10 minutes of footage i'm like this game looks like shit okay okay and the alt right everyone's favorite damn it's got all of my favorite that's like four for four great story right yeah, there you're hitting the cycle of cool stuff right there but real quick we'll run through his bio he uh curtis montague Schilling is a great name great name he's born in 1966 in anchorage alaska he was a military kid um, when he came home from the hospital, it was said that he already had the glove right there in his crib. You is that how it was for you as a chef? You as a chef, yeah, I just had a chef knife right, yeah. I, right in my crib when I uh, grew, right when I came home with a with a honing steel. Yeah, you, you know, you're right in your crib, just getting a real nice yeah, cutting paper you know, to cutting show paper, how cool your chef yeah. is. Yeah, something like that. So basically, like that. So I'm kind of like a badass chef. Um, but that's how it was for our boy Curtis. Um, travel around quite a bit as a kid, as military brats do, living in Kentucky, Illinois, and Missouri. Great but states. He, yeah, but he lived in Phoenix, where he'd attend high school Phoenix, and community Arizona. college. Um, he just considered a native of Pittsburgh. He described himself where his father is from. Uh, the first game he went to, tragically, was a Pirates game, the last one where the great Roberto Clemente played, who, unlike yeah. Kurt Schilling, was a cool guy who uh, tragically died in a plane crash trying to deliver supplies yeah, rest to in peace. Nicaraguan air- earthquake survivors. Yeah. But uh, perhaps a bad omen for the future of Kurt. Kurt but Schilling. Nonetheless, Mister. after attending Yavapai Community College in 85 and being drafted in the second round by the Red Sox, he entered the minor league system. Um, he's okay. He's pretty decent stats in his early A-ball time. Pretty decent. But uh, Red Sox, you know, decided they needed a little more star power at the top of their lineup. And they traded for ace pitcher Mike Boddicker, who 
pretty quickly fell off a cliff when he was on the Red Sox. He was a pretty okay player, but aging. Whoa, what? Uh, no, not not. Oh, really. he's not literally. Okay, okay. So yeah, he, <laughs> that'd be so okay. cool. I was I just, like, like trying to walk past that one. Like, yeah, they traded him and they they pushed him off a cliff. So he just fell off a cliff. But anyway. Anyway, we gotta talk about Kurt Schilling. I don't I have time to talk, talk about the tragedy about of the Mike Bodicker. Tra- he fell off a cliff. <laughs> no, he just kind of got less good at pitching. Damn, that's unfortunate. Yeah, I mean Baltimore. For him, I don't. Yeah, I don't know about the team he played for or anything really, but I mean Baltimore kind of made out like a bandit. They got Kurt Schelling, who was a good pitcher, and also another future All Star in Brady Anderson, who was a pretty solid outfielder okay. for his career. But his time was pretty uneventful. He made it his debut, but uh, not much of reference in his time in Baltimore. But uh, he was also then traded to Houston through the minor league system. You, you kind of change hands quite a bit. Okay, okay. A lot of times in like big trades. You get or, around. Oh, you get around. Nice. <laughs> Um, a lot of times in like more marquee trades, there'll be what they call a prospect to be named later. Okay. So they'll just trade like whoever's like affiliated with their team, and like so like a lot of times like you'll just like a guy will be playing for like say here in Maine the Portland Sea Dogs, and then maybe Let's go. respect to the Sea Dogs. Maybe the Boston Red Sox trade for a pitcher, and you know as a little like kickback, they'll send a couple random Sea Dogs, maybe a couple bucks. Okay. Okay. Back Pass in the old days, they trade you for beer. Shit, I mean, uh, not too dissimilar to line cooks, you know. It's essentially like taking like someone's dishwasher and also buying them around at a bar, and then you get a new prep guy at your kitchen. That's kind of like minor league transactions. Yeah, that's basically, and that's just kind of how it goes. Pretty sure that's how our manager actually got to the restaurant we work at now. <laughs> Heard he was kind of, but uh, that's just, that's not here nor there. This isn't a story. Later, about our we'll friend. get we'll get into our uh, our rest our our. Very uh, small restaurants uh, politics, you yeah, know, because yeah. that'll be a great topic. That'll be a great discussion. podcast. All our friends are going to love when we're just airing out dirty laundry. Laundry about them. About the Portland cooking scene. But uh, nonetheless, <laughs> <laughs> nonetheless, uh, over time, Kurt would be uh, traded over to Philadelphia Phillies, where he would really become a star. Yeah, let's go. Um, he's a great pitcher in Philly. He would uh, go on to get a couple all-star appearances as well as some Cy Young nominations at this okay. time. Um, but always being really talented, especially on a really talented, steroid-riddled uh, baseball team the Philadelphia Phillies were. Let's go, yeah. No disrespect. I think they were kind of a cool team. Um, it's been well-documented, but Lenny Dykstra played outfield for the Phillies, who also played for my beautiful 1986 Mets. Mets, so let's a, go. Uh, absolutely insane person who would go on to have an equally insane post-career as our okay. friend Kurt. Maybe, you know... Haven't thought about it yet, but maybe Kurt Schilling, you know, was the guy who's like, "Hey, Lenny Dykstra, you want you should start a magazine about how to be a cool rich guy after his career." Yeah, you know, maybe that's a. But uh. Well, but most likely not because then his time as Philly, he was kind of hated by his teammates, um, specifically Mitch Williams, who was a star relief pitcher for them, really didn't like him because he was kind of shit in the bed in a playoff series in 1993 in the NLCS. The, so they had the win to get to the World Series that year. Okay. And he, he was kind of disrespecting uh, Mitch Williams on the mound because every time he would go up to pitch, he would hide his head in a towel because he, he said he was very nervous. Disrespectful. But, you know, there's a lot of rules in baseball. There's a lot of, you know, unspoken a lot rules. Of unspoken, like, you better show your fucking face. Like, I remember one time... Uh, you know, I touched someone's knife without asking them, and they yelled at Dude, me. Dude, you know, that's like an unwritten rule of being a chef. You know, don't touch someone else's knife. Yeah, that shit's sacred. Don't put your head in a towel when your guy's absolutely oh, giving yeah. up the lead. But, yeah, uh, you know. And I, I would say that they're being drama queens, but, uh, you know, that's how baseball is. That's and also, you know, baseball. fuck her chilling. <laughs> yeah, fuck him. Um, he, but his teammates were the only ones who felt that Kurt was rubbed the wrong way. He had a pretty 
divisive approach with the media throughout his career. Okay. Um, recently passed Pedro Gomez had a great quote uh, describing his uh, opinion of Kurt Schilling, saying, uh, During the past few days, the country has discovered Schilling's little secret. The one baseball insiders have known for years, but it's rarely surfaced into the mainstream. Schilling is something of a con man, something more intent oh, on yeah. polishing his personal image through whatever means possible. Get him. He's also quoted later saying he was the consummate table for one. Damn, you know, that's... <laughs> his wig is snatched. <laughs> Absolutely snatched. Absolutely snatched. Take that. Damn, Kurt. shout out to Pedro, the snatch you might, queen. You might be the first person to talk about Kurt Schilling and snatching wigs in the same sentence. I mean, you know, gotta... I'm a bit of a fan of drag queens, you know, drag race, so it's kind of, you know, gotta put my little zest I on, say, on top of the baseball. You're gonna love Kurt Schilling's opinions on drag queens later. Yeah, I didn't even know. Okay, that's... Oh, yeah. Um... <laughs> Schilling would reiterate to Pedro Gomez's wig-snatching situation here, saying there's a lot of bad people in that industry, people with so little skill in their profession that they need to speculate, make up, fabricate, to write something interesting enough to be printed. What makes them bad people? I'm sure I cannot nail the exact reason, but I know some. Jealousy, bitterness, the need to be different. I'm sure there are others. Damn. But those are the ones I know offhand. you got to realize people won't like you, and people with a voice disliking me sometimes. But uh, you just gotta let it go. Um, so yeah, so, media didn't uh, like him. Yeah, teammates didn't like him, but he was very good. So he's really good. They were just jealous. He you threw. Know? Yeah, they were just mad. He threw the ball real nice. But uh, that was kind of the gist of his time in Philly. He was definitely part of a great dynasty of uh, really well-respected teams. Definitely identified. So you, cause you spent a good bit of time in Philly yourself. You've probably been. It's a pretty bit of a kind of a crazy town <laughs> they uh nutty spot they appreciated the uh steroid riddled kind of like hard-working attitude of these phillies yeah they're yeah. really good i mean like they're one of the more entertaining teams to go back and watch maybe i'll make you watch a baseball game okay in full. okay yeah and that's we could commentate over that that'd be great that'd be fun we'll watch the 86 world series so i right. can just be excited about the mets yeah let's do it i was actually watching that yesterday a guy parachutes into the middle of the field during the game like Related to like, or he was just some guy. Well, he had a go. Like this was like us. Like this was a bit. No, like, yeah, for him. Like for him, yeah. He. This wasn't like a halftime show, like or anything like that. Like no, this guy was on was his own accord. Top of the first inning, like two outs. Like he just flew in. Like he like skydived into Shea Stadium with a sign that said "Go Mets." Because as <laughs> one as a lifelong Mets fan, sometimes when I'm not feeling too good, I just sit on the couch and I watch Game Six of the '86 World Series. Oh yeah, series. you know. Um, you gotta do what you gotta do. Gotta do. That guy sounds tight. Um, he was pardoned by the New York State Senator, and he ref- he stayed in jail for a few extra days because he wouldn't say who flew him in. Fuck yes. <laughs> so cool. God, you gotta respect that like yeah. hustle. Yeah, we'll, I'll show you that. We'll watch. That's gonna be a great episode. We'll watch that game. <laughs> all right, all right. But um, nonetheless, less cool guy than the guy who flew in. Kurt Schilling was really good as a pitcher in this time. And uh, he ended up going to the Arizona Diamondbacks after eight years pitching in Philly, where he joined Randy Johnson, who... Okay. You know Randy Johnson. I know Randy Johnson. Yeah. yeah. Tall, lanky motherfucker. Yeah. You know, he blew up a bird one time. Blew up a bird with it, that, those long arms. Big pop. Are you looking... Are you getting... I got, I got pictures up of him. He's looking you're, real... You're looking kind of getting too excited looking at Randy Johnson. Let's go, right Randy. Well. Let's look at that. <laughs> he's got a good mustache and hair. Yeah, he's got it really all going on. I feel like ballplayers got to bring mustache is back i think so i think they need that hair and that mustache to get that kind of yeah. power going on yeah like a lot of people say it's like wow randy johnson he was six foot ten that's why he had he was able to throw like 100 miles an hour until he was like 45 but no it was the cool hair 
You get all yeah. the velocity out of having some sick locks. Ooh, you never told me that his name was spelled Kurt with a C. Oh, wait, you <laughs> I just looked up just to see a, I just wanted to see a picture of this guy. Oh, I should I didn't show you a photo of Kurt. No, Kurt with a C. That's a sin. This man looks What is awful. Kurt with a K is better? I think it's the better name. Okay. I've never seen Kurt with a C before. I think Kurt Schilling's the only Kurt with a C I've known. I think so. Wow, he looks uh <laughs> Please describe what Kurt Schilling looks like. Um, he's kind of, he's got like the baby face, no facial hair, just kind of a blonde, kind of a longish. I'm kind of just going through a lot of pictures. <laughs> he looks rough in the Red Sox outfit. Does not look very good on him. He, he was in his like mid to late 30s when he was pitching for Boston. So I'll give he, him a little credit. But, he uh, definitely looks like he is not very woke. Oh, buddy. <laughs> he looks like he definitely might call me slurs. Oh, buddy. I got some good news for you. All right. I'm glad. I'm glad. Oh, man. <laughs> so just no baseball opinion. Like, if you had to guess who's the better pitcher, Randy Johnson or Kurt Schilling? I'd say looks probably, alone. Looks alone, Randy, for sure. <laughs> Easy. Easy. Randy's got that bod, you know, yeah. that mustache. You no. Know, I thought we were going to talk about Kurt Schilling today, but I'm taking it over. We're doing a big unit pod. We're talking about Brandy. Oh, Randy. This is oh, this actually, the whole show is just going to be about Randy Johnson. I'm just going to do any topic, and you're going to slowly pull me back. We're like, yeah, I mean, like, Pele sounds pretty interesting. Brazilian soccer. But here's the thing. Does Randy he have, Johnson? Could he throw the ball like Randy? A hundred and two, I've heard. Have you ever blow up a bird with that ball? Yeah, yeah. I bet Pele can blow up a bird with a soccer ball. All right, ball. all right. But Let's we'll, we'll get them both on here. Yeah. The next uh, episode, afraid, uh, we'll get them on. I'm not sure if Pele is still with us. <laughs> all right, well, all right, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. I'll, I'll just get like my uncle. <laughs> yeah, that I'll just get a Brazilian guy. <laughs> be... But uh, yeah, so Kurt Schilling did go on to play with our friend, friend of the podcast, Randy Johnson. All right, dear friend um, Randy. They were really good together. Um, Kurt Schilling got two Cy Young appearances at the time, coming in second to Randy Johnson both times. Okay. So you already knew. You could just feel it off I looks alone that, that he's a better bones, pitch. You know, yeah. But, um, yeah, they even made it to the 2001 World Series where they defeated the evil empire, as they know, the New York Yankees. New York Yankees. Who were, at that them. time, a complete dynasty, going for their third straight World Series. And they seemed a bit... Weirdly enough, for a team that's won 27 championships, the team of destiny. But you know, it was 2001, and they figured you know a team in New York should win after 9/11. But uh, nah, Curtis, Nuh-uh. our buddy Curtis, and uh, Curtis and Randy had uh, and other Randy, plans for them. Specifically, Luis Gonzalez, who had the game-winning hit. That's another one we should definitely check okay, out. Okay. But um, in that time, they were very successful. And then in 2003, he moved on to return to Boston, team who first drafted him. Okay. Where he would try Go to, back to your roots, be a real team of destiny and break the curse of the Bambino for Boston. Now, Will, do you know what the curse of the Bambino is? I don't. It sounds funny. It is pretty funny. Okay. Are you familiar with Babe Ruth? Uh, I know Babe Ruth. He was. He's like probably the... If someone says baseball player, he's probably the guy that comes to mind. He's probably, like, one of the most famous baseball players, I would say. That's true. It is really funny how a player from, like, 1950 is still the most famous baseball player. Yeah, you know. Like, for the baseball listeners, I'm like, Mark, Mike Trout is probably arguably the greatest baseball player of all time. You can make a case for him. He plays right now. Okay. And I would say 0% of people who aren't baseball fans know who Mike Trout is. I don't know who Mike Trout is. He also looks pretty boring. Okay, I ain't a baseball fan though. That's either, fair. But well, like, it's like it is crazy how 
the game is really old, but in 2021, Babe Ruth is still probably the most popular Babe baseball Ruth. player. He, yeah, he probably will be for a while, too. He was very good. But um, So Babe Ruth for, originally played in Boston before he played for the Yankees, where, and he was a pitcher for Boston. And Boston decided to trade him to the Yankees, which was a sacrilege move to do because they were bitter rivals. Okay, yeah. And... When they did that, it was said that there was a curse put on the Red Sox that they would never win again. Okay. It was known as the Curse of the Bambino. And they never won again. They got very close in 1986, but then uh, your boy Mitchell's New York Metropolitans had to deal with them, Let's baby. Let's The Mets haven't won since then. So wait, there's New York Yankees and New York Mets? Yep, the Yankees play up in Bronx and the Mets play in Queens. Damn, they cut New York in half. Huh? Well, there used to be, before the Mets, were the Brooklyn Dodgers. But they oh, play in okay. Los Angeles now. They're the current World Series champions. Oh, okay. Bernie Sanders is a Dodgers fan because he's very old, and he grew up in wow. Brooklyn when the Dodgers okay. were there. Damn. Uh, I like to think he's a Mets fan now, He though. probably would be, yeah. I mean, being I a Yankees fan, they're all about having all the money, and they buy all the players. Yeah, the Mets. nah, the Yankees just, like, Yankees just sounds bad. Yeah. Granted, the Mets are owned by a hedge fund billionaire now, and it looks like we're spending money like crazy, but, you know, uh, sh- sh- it's fine. I, I like to ignore... Just brush that under the yeah, rug. Yeah, Steve Cohen's uh, financial crimes... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it, it's kind of hard to be a leftist and a Mets fan right now, but, you know, there's, like, five of They're us. They're making it hard for you. <laughs> it's so hot out here, but, you know, it, when you have Francisco Lindor playing shortstop, it makes it a lot easier. It makes it a lot easier. Nonetheless, the curse of the Bambino, was, it believes that they were going to fix it. In 2004, the Red Sox were looking real good. And I need to show my hand a little more as a Mets fan. I fucking hate the Boston Red Sox of this era. As a kid, I had my heroes, David Wright, you know, Al Leiter, Tom Glavin, these great Mets teams, but they just couldn't ever Damn. put it together. They lost in 2000 to the Yankees. Damn. And then they had to go to school, hear all these fucking Red Sox fans with their Dustin Pedroia jerseys. Yeah, in what, in Connecticut, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm from yeah, Southern Connecticut. So. Just, yeah, if you're from... Uh if you're from New, New England, you're locked into, like, Red Sox or yeah. uh, the Patriots. Oh, you know? yeah. There's, um, like, Connecticut's weird because Route 84, which is, like, the highway that cuts it, like, diagonally. Yeah. Um, If you're on the south of it, you're a New York fan. And if you're on the north of it, you're a Boston fan. Okay. Where I grew up is pretty much right next to Route 84. Okay. So it's pretty even split. And then there's, like, a handful of Mets fans. Because, like, most people are Yankees fans. Because, right. especially at that time, they were so good. It's like, why would you want to be a Mets fan? It's like... Why would you like the Mets? Yeah, you'll have to convince yourself that, like, I don't even know who is, like... You'd have to convince yourself that they're good, pretty much. You're like, no, I think signing Daisuke Matizaka is a good idea. But, uh, you know, it makes you a better person if you become a Mets fan. I will okay. stand by that. Okay. But, um, yeah, fuck the Red Sox. And especially Kurt Schilling. And, but... He was on this team now. He was said to become one of their star pitchers yeah, in this know. time. Um, but yeah, I had to defend myself from this other, this Boston, this provincial franchise of the yeah. North. Yeah. But, you know, we beat him in 86, but it looked like this was going to be the year, and Curry was a key part of this run. The year of the Sox. But in this playoff run, they it was incredible. They didn't win the World Series, I'll tell you that right now. They ended the curse of the Bambino that year in 2004. Okay. But there is one game in particular that I really need to tell you about, about Kurt Schilling. Okay. It's called the Bloody Sock Game. He killed someone? <laughs> uh, something like that. Okay, okay. Um, so, in the playoffs, they won 94 games. They went to the reg- through the regular season like it was nothing. They beat the Anaheim Angels in the divisional round, but then they had to face 
those New York Yankees once again. Damn, the cursed Yankees. Yep. Um, but our friend Kurt, he got hurt in the first game against the Yankees. He Damn. So he tore an ankle tendon. Damn. Um, and it would require surgery. But, and because of this, he uh, gave up six runs on six hits in four innings. Not very good. Not very good. Um, they, they fucking wiped the floor with him. Yeah. <laughs> but that's okay. Because he, you know, he's a hard guy. He's, he's going to pitch in game six. Okay, um, okay. My now, guy Kurt. most regular people, if I tore an ankle tendon, I wouldn't go anywhere. No, I'd be done. I'd... I barely want to go anywhere now. Pandemic aside, I don't want to go anywhere. I, and I don't have even. Both, my, my tendon's real good. My tendon's real good right now, and I don't want to but, you know, exert myself. This is the team of destiny, Will. He's not just going to lay down. Dude, he's got to do it. He's so, got to break that curse. It said... what it. So the story goes is that the team doctor, Bill Morgan, did an experimental operation to reattach his ankle tendon, um, like the loose, dangly little bit. Um, to make sure he could do it, he practiced this on a cadaver first, like a dead body. Right. Oh, my God. Which raises a lot of questions. Why does the Red Sox team doctor have a cadaver? Yeah, how do you get access to this? Is he this also... Is- like, I just don't... That's just like... Just asking questions here. Just asking questions. Calling balls and strikes, as we say in this game. Oh, my God. But, so, they... Yeah, you know, I appreciate him saying, he's like, well, I'm not going to just... The star pitcher, I'm not going to try to, like, glue his ankle together. Like, right. for take one, take let two. Me, let me practice on the corpse I have. Yeah. Well, like, yeah. yeah. I think Bill Morgan needs to come on the podcast and explain where he got and a cadaver. We, yeah, that would be great. Um, but he did it. Kurt went out there. He pitched seven innings. Gave up four hits and one run. That's a really great outing, even if you have regular ankles. Damn, even normal tendies. But during this, it became visible in the game that on the ironically named White Sox, they became red. Because you could see he was bleeding through because the sock was Christ. rubbing against it. And this act of brave, brave, scrappy, white gym rat heroism pushed Boston to win the series in Game 7. And eventually they'd win their World Series. So that's the story. That's how the record goes. However, you know, in the great minds of anti-Red Sox thinkers, what if I told you it was all fake? Damn. So this is all speculation, but there is some Twitter Yankee and Mets and everyone who fucking doesn't like the Red Sox would say that. He was just being a weird guy, and he put ketchup on his sock or some other red substance to make it seem like it was super heroic rather than having gotten fucking worked in game one. And he just, maybe he didn't even have an ankle tear. Jesus Christ. Just fucking building a narrative, trying to, like, team a destiny his way to not getting absolutely crushed by the 2001 uh, or 2004 Yankees. Derek Jeter was wiping the floor with them. And he's like, no, actually my ankle was uh, in half and I sewed it back together. I did a secret doctor experiment. But I'm sure, you know, you seem like an analytical person, Will. Is there any proof? I mean, no. But there is one allegation from broadcaster. Someone tasted it? Yeah, they're like, oh, that was... They dipped their French fries yeah, they're like, right there's in go- there. gochujang in here? It's a nice ketchup. <laughs> That's a nice chup. <laughs> but um, there is one allegation from broadcaster Gary Thorne saying that he overheard Red Sox catcher Doug Mirabelli say that the blood in the sock used by Schilling was actually paint. But then Doug Mirabelli said that he was lying, and a day later, after talking to him, the reporters backed off saying he misinterpreted a joke, saying, having talked with him today, there is no doubt in my mind that's not what he said. That's not wow. what he meant. 
He explained that it was in the context of sarcasm and jabbing that goes on in a baseball clubhouse. Jesus Christ. It's just what boys say. Just get, there was probably a guy with a gun under the yeah, table that would be you know, like, don't fucking say it. It was a uh, locker room talk, as our former president would like to yeah, say. Yeah, it's just like what the just boys like, Yo, say, I heard, dude. I heard you uh, painted your legs. You're a weird loser. <laughs> you wanted to make it look like you didn't get worked in game one. But, uh... Schilling responded, of course, to Gary Thorne, because as we of course, know... Of course, He doesn't he, really like reporters, it seems oh, like. Oh, yeah, and he, someone's going to say that he dare question my heroics. His heroics. So, Gary Thorne says that Doug told him the blood was fake, which even when he's called out, he can't admit he lied. Doug never told Gary Thorne anything. Gary Thorne overheard something and then misreported what he overheard. Not only did he misreport it, he misinterpreted what he misreported. Wild. But, you know, he's not done, because, you know... <laughs> Kurt Schilling, like many great uh, annoying conservatives, is big on Twitter right now. Oh, shit, I bet. So, naturally, everyone's like, weird loser. How much ketchup you got in your pants right now? That's great. I know you work for Heinz. <laughs> but he does like to post a photo on Twitter of his legs saying it's his before the game to quiet the haters. You want to see a photo of it? Yeah, show me that one. Ugh. So that's... But here's no, my No, I theory. think that's a dead body, dude. Yes! <laughs> I think that's... Yes. That's not... Um, that ain't it. Yes, that is exactly what everyone says. Like, well, we know there was a cadaver. It could have just been that. So, you know. Yeah, like... I don't mean... I don't... It's hard, because it doesn't really seem like something that's worth to, like, say it's... A, to lie about. But yeah. also, why would you work with that? And want to play an intense baseball game while your leg is cut open. And it's not like the Red Sox had bad pitching. Like, they had a really... Yeah. Like, Tim Wakefield was still available. Like, Pedro Martinez is a way better yeah. pitcher. Like, they have a great pitching staff. He could have done, like, two innings. Yeah, I just... But also, I just don't get why he would... What's there to gain from him to lie about it? Like, why not just, like, go in and totally kick ass? But I guess to, just for the clout. I think... But, I mean... So, the theory is, yeah, because he got destroyed in the first game, and he's kind of a weird okay, guy. Okay, yeah, so he's just kind of lying about it. He's like, no. Like, so, I, I would have fucked actually, you. He's like... A dude who would beat you up at a bar, but you know, so I'd fuck you up. But like, I was tore my ankle tendon, but like, I, I, I also my guy repaired it. I slipped on the ice though, but if I see you tomorrow, I'll totally kick your ass because I got my guy who's got dead bodies that he can repair, yeah, so he'll repair me. Yeah, me and my cousin fucked Kate Upton, and then we repaired our ankles to beat you up. Dude, I'm Frankenstein now. I'm kind of the like Frankenstein meets the Joker, and <laughs> also like, the pitcher for the Red Sox, and also the best baseball player ever. <laughs> so yeah, that's the current theory on the bloody sock game. You know, damn. I needed an objective reporter such as yourself who doesn't know yeah, it. So you what do you know. think? Do you think he faked it? I mean, I... I'm gonna I, I'm gonna say, yeah, he probably did. But I'm still, like, confused to why you would. But, like, I just don't think anyone would work with, like, run with that and play a game with that. That's funny. like... Yeah, I, I stubbed my toe on the door on my way out. I'm like, actually, I can't come <laughs> into work today. It is kind of the thing like a child would do to that sound tough. Yeah, like, I don't know. I'm going to say it's probably fake, but I'm kind of on the fence. It might have been real. That's fair. It but is also a pretty it's weird good about the cadaver, though. Like That, that one, that's what gets me. That makes me think it's fake because he's like, nah, I tested it on a dead body, but no comments on that. God, I have this photo right in my notes. I got to scroll down. It's getting me grossed out. I keep all looking right, at right. it. Yeah, you got to... <laughs> gotta get out of there all right that's why i got it had a nice picture of randy johnson up on my phone i that's, could just take a look that's at your just eye like, candy to clean nice. yourself up like oh all right big units here right. for me all right let's uh, clean the palate take a little <laughs> altoid right now oh my god suck randy johnson down yeah so i don't know if you know this but um 
Steroids exist in baseball. Shit, I didn't. Especially I thought it was called a nice morning breakfast. Let's go, yes. That balanced breakfast. That balanced breakfast. Um... He pitched in an era where a lot of players were getting fucking diesel by injecting okay. steroids like into their ass, like Alex Rodriguez, Barry Bonds. Well, I think I've shown you a photo of Barry Bonds. I think yes, you have. Yeah, yeah. He, um, um, perhaps a story another time for some of those cool guys. Def- I think Jose Canseco is another one we could talk about one day. But um, considering that he pitched against like superhumans, essentially, like his stats are incredible. Okay. But here's yeah. the thing. Kurt Schilling is a total snitch about steroids. Ugh, um, despite playing for that 1993 Phillies team with players like John Kruk and Lenny Dykstra, who were absolutely ju- like juiced, juiced out of their mind and yeah. killing, um, in the 2000s when the Mitchell Report came out, which is like a big document, like saying these players did steroids and here's what happened. Like the Senate had people come and testify. Bernie Sanders is a big part of the Mitchell Report because he's a big baseball nut. Damn. I actually don't know what Bernie's take was on steroids. I hope he's got the right one. I mean, probably... I would say probably not, he's, but he probably... I, I feel like he'd be conservative. That was like, oh, the good American game. <laughs> Phil Rizzuto never used steroids. <laughs> which My is... Guy. I'm once again asking you to not eat a balanced breakfast. <laughs> but, you know, whatever. You know, can't win them all. Yeah, yeah, I can't win them all. But Kurt Schilling went to Congress. Oh, and... God. He was a total snitch agreeing that many people were openly doing it and that all players who did should be stripped of all awards. Which then I would raise the question, maybe you shouldn't have your 1993 uh, ring then, but you know. You know. But that was... Uh, That's uh. And then yeah, after that win... Tattletale. Tattletale. That guy. And there's... this. It's not completely confirmed, but David Ortiz, who played on that 2014, might have been on steroids. I don't think so, but... There are some questions there, so I mean, it's like all of his wins probably got some question I marks mean, on them. But what are you gonna do? But you can have secret weird experimental surgery to have your ankle work good. Yeah, you know? that's why kinda, can't someone else get roided up? Like, like that's kind of the same thing. Why can't we just go to peak physical performance yeah. if someone wants to? And pitch, yeah, like you're at the top of your game, you might as well try to keep yourself there. And like pitchers use all types of like weird goopy substances to yeah. get better spin on the ball. Like it's. Yeah, fuck it, you know? Either everyone has to follow the rules or no one does. Like, I don't know. Yeah, right? Let's, like... But, I mean, fuck it. If this if Kurt can fucking keep up with them, why, why, why yeah, give a shit? Good. Like, um, does that just show how, like, much better you are? You can just totally take out all these juiced guys? Yeah, like, exactly. And actually, that's perfect segue. I was going to tell you a little bit. I'm about to get into the baseball brain now. All right, I'm let's get into that, the brain of the ball. So, yeah, the ball does have a brain. <laughs> um, so, after this 2004 win... Kurt Schilling, who was now 38, uh, he would pitch three more seasons for the Red Sox before retiring Jesus. at 30. Old. And honestly, he probably had more in the tank. Um, there's a stat called ERA Plus. So ERA is earned run average. So on average, through every inning, like how many runs you give up. Yeah. And ERA Plus adjusts it for when you pitched and like what like park you played in because every park has different dimensions. Okay. Like Coors Field in Colorado, since it has higher elevation, the ball fucking flies out of there. It, it's really funny. Okay. Honestly. But yeah. um. So 100 is average. And in his final season, he had 123 ERA+. plus. So in an era where people were still pretty juiced, he was still 23% above average at the age of 40. So he probably had a little left in the tank, honestly. Probably had a little, yeah. But also, he had a fielding independent pitching of 4.21. So he, that suggests that his field, he just had a really, he was on a good team that kind of protected him a bit. Okay, yeah. But nonetheless... Our hero of today is out of baseball. Successful, but kind of a lion star. Okay, yeah. And then, at this point, he starts to get into some other financial ventures. Um, 
He started actually at considering political campaigns at the time. Man, I'd love it if he was our president. Oh, C- President Kurt. President Kurt. Would Kurt with a C be the worst presidential name we've had? I'm going to say yeah. Kurt with a C? Yeah. I mean, but he, the Schilling and then the whatever the... Middle, oh, oh, his middle name, Montague? Montague Schilling is pretty fucking good. Then he'd be CMS, which sounds pretty tight. I guess so. But I think if just Kurt, President Kurt, was not good. But President Schilling, Mr. Schilling, yeah. that's pretty nice. President Schilling. I like the ring of that. He, if he hears this, he'll be so excited to hear mm-hmm. that. Hey, get us on. If you need help on the campaign trail in four years, you know, hit yeah. us up. Oh, he works for Blaze TV, that, like, Tommy Loren uh, alt-right site now. So oh, maybe, uh... That's cool. Maybe we could get him. Yeah, he can okay. ca- he's in the media now. He's in the media. Um, He campaigned for Bush in 04. Wild. Wow. While he was still playing, while much of yeah. the ownership of the Red Sox campaigned for Senator John Kerry. Um, and then in 2008, he was he said he was encouraged to run against Kerry for the the U.S. Senate seat. Um, but then he intended to pitch in 2008, so he didn't want to run for Senate. He ended up doing neither. Of course, he retired instead of going on another path. And there is one important information here about this that I have been holding back, and I okay. think it might change your opinion on Kurt a bit. Okay. He's a gamer. <laughs> Let's go. Let's gamer, go. Gamers rise up. <laughs> Let's go. Gamers rise up. I take back every negative thing I said. <laughs> yeah, Kurt, Bloody Let's Soft go. Game is all fake news now. Dude, that was all fake news. That's gamer life right Kurt, there. Kurt, let's get you on here. We'll talk about, we'll play Fortnite together, and we'll <laughs> talk about how you should, your strategy to be president, so. He was a big player of the tabletop board game Advanced Squad Leader. I guess it's like World War II Dungeons & Dragons. I don't really understand Shit. it. Yeah, okay. Um, he was such a fan that when he was unable to make the Oktoberfest event, which I think is like a big thing for that, Damn. he started his own when he was playing in Houston. He like made his own tournament. Shit. Um, as a weird Republican guy who's a World War II tabletop gamer, it might not be surprising to you that he's a real war nut. And he has yeah. himself a collection of World War II memorabilia. In reference to that collection, he has said he has numerous Nazi uniforms with swastikas and uniforms worn by SS divisions, including Hitler's personal bodyguards. He has further specified it is not a Nazi collection. It is a collection of World War II stuff, further stating that he does not have a racist bone in his body, which is something you say when you have a racist skeleton. That's insane. All right, now... I mean, oh my God. I mean, like, why wouldn't you have, like... You could just Other, say you had a regular gun. You could just say, like, yeah, I just have World War II memorabilia, and then just leave it at that. No, I got cool Nazi stuff, but though. I got to tell you about it. Look, Nazi guns, like, five different Nazi suits. I never wore them. Wink. I never wore them under my uh, no. my Red Sox uniform. That's why he looks so weird in the Red Sox uniform. Shit, I was noticing those pink shirts. I was like, damn. Nah, he's a, he was actually in really good shape, but uh, he just had a lot of Nazi uniforms on oh under it. Oh, my God. <laughs> But he was also into World of Warcraft, though. Stay with me. He's a gamer. Shit, and EverQuest, right. too. He, all right. You know what? 180 again. I, yeah. I'll pardon you for all that. It's hard to say. He was a raid boss in EverQuest. All right. Let's go. You want to go on a raid with me? Yeah. You want to go fight Kurt Schilling? Yeah. Let's go. Got it. I might get into EverQuest if I can beat the shit out just, of Kurt Schilling. Just so I can go fight Kurt. About to throw, I'm about to beanball him. Let's go. Let's do it. Um, He was also a frequent guest on World of Warcraft podcast. Up to this day, he's a big WoW guy. Um... And because he's a rich guy who's a gamer, in 2006, before retiring, he founded his own video game studio called Green Monster Studios. Okay. Now, what would you... Do you know what the Green Monster is in baseball? Um, it's not the Monster Energy Drink, is it? No. 
That'd be cool if they drank Monster. That'd be cool. That, wouldn't that be great? Yeah. They, Monster Kurt, should sponsor the Red Sox. I think that'd be great. You know, Kurt Schilling probably wouldn't even needed that surge if he would have just dumped a whole can of Monster. I right think that's what he actually that That's my new that. theory. It was... His ankle was fucked up, but he put yeah. monster on. But it was from 2004, so the cameras and everything like that made it look red. It yeah. was actually green. <laughs> that 480p will get you fucked yeah. up. The green monster is the really big wall in Fenway Park where the Red Sox play. Oh, okay. Um, however, he did say that a team member, one of the developers, came up with the name, and it has nothing to do with the Boston Red Sox, which is kind of weird considering you know he was playing there when he founded the studio. Yeah. Nonetheless, that is uh. But they did change the name to 38 Studios, which was the number he wore often. Okay. Um, and they began producing their first video game, Kingdoms of Amalur. Have you played this game? Shit. No, I don't think I have, but it sounds very familiar. So I'm going to pull up a little footage of it. It. Oh, shit. You at I've it? played this. You Okay, so I haven't played it. What you, is it good? It looks... I... Game... It looks like a game. I don't really. I played. I think I played it on Xbox 360. Yeah, it was like a 360 game. But I'm pretty sure I played it like probably five years after because it was on sale. You can get it on. Is it on Steam? Get it on Xbox One and Switch. Shit, I'm about to play Kurt Schilling's game on my Nintendo Switch that my go. wife's boyfriend got me. Yeah, I definitely remember that art cover very like well. So I don't remember it being. I played a little bit. I thought it was cool because they had those, like, weird, like... I don't even know what they're called. They're, like, round, sharp guys that you throw, like, kind of like boomerangs. Like shurikens? No, they were, like... I don't even remember what it was called, but that art cover... Yeah, like, when I... Wow, I can't believe he when, made that. Yeah, I yeah, played that. 38 Studios. Um, I never got super far. I think my sister kind of played a lot of it, though. All right. Maybe we'll play some Kingdoms of Amalur. It looks like... All right. I mean, only $10 on the Xbox 360. That's not bad. Go to Bullwoods, get a copy. Or we could spend $30 and $40 and get it on the Switch. Um, no, thank you. For the remake. Yeah, they remade it recently. I think uh, THQ did. But, um, so the development of Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning is even weirder. So, like many state governments post-08, the state of Rhode Island was really desperate for some business in the state. Okay. Perhaps utilizing his, like, New England legend status from winning in 04... In 2010, 38 Studios received a $75 million guaranteed loan from the governor of Rhode Island, Lincoln Chafee, to move and finish development of the game in uh, Newport. Oh, man. And Lincoln Chafee, real quick, he was the guy who ran for president in 2012 who was really into the metric system. Oh, that sounds so super vaguely familiar. Yeah. Uh, I mean, really bad idea giving Kurt Schilling money, but, you know, metric system, not bad. Yeah, but you gotta think about the economy. Yeah, you gotta think about the economy. video game. So, um, they started to expand, and they finished development on the game. However, in 2012, 38 Studios defaulted on its loan from the state and failed to meet any payroll obligations to the employees. Um, 38 Studios and its subsidiary, Big Huge, laid off their entire staff through a mass email. Um... It was said that some of the employees moved to Rhode Island. They bought mortgages in the town because oh. the company even sold homes in part of a relocation package to move to Rhode Island to finish the game. Oh, my God. And many have accused Shelling of some hypocrisy here based on his, you know, confessed views of big government. And he didn't like having any type of like he's a very fiscal conservative, but then took seventy five million dollars and pretty much tried to run with it. Oh, man. So in 2012, in November, after they fired everyone, 
Schilling was sued by the state in connection with the loan. Governor Lincoln Chafee said, My message to Rhode Islanders is this. I know that you work hard for your paychecks, and your tax dollars to be squandered is unacceptable. I have no idea what he sounds like. The board's legal action was taken to rectify a grave injustice put upon the people of Rhode Island. Schilling and executives were forced to pay $61 million back in the loan in said lawsuit. Jesus um, Christ. Schilling would pretty much go bankrupt by the end of all the lawsuits, um, for the most part. Yeah, and this it would leave <laughs> a sour taste in, uh, as one would expect, people really don't like Kurt Schilling in Rhode Island now. And uh, you actually can't play any Western action RPGs in Rhode Island now. They're banned from sale. That's not true. Oh, shit. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, damn. But it is like, it has held in Rhode Island as like a really thing that people remember. Because I remember when I worked in uh, a political job, I was like doing some research about Rhode Island for someone. And I asked them, like, wait, why are they, like, so really, really fiscally conservative about certain things around? And they're like, so you know who Kurt Schilling is? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, yeah, he like, kind of, like, bankrupted the state uh, and, like, tried to run with it. And then he had to sue him. I'm like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> to make a, an average RPG video game. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So, yeah, that is uh, the story of... One-time game developer Kurt Schilling. But there is still more. Kurt Schilling refuses to stay out of the news. Oh, my. He's an avid Republican, as I said, and an avid Twitter shitposter. Yeah. So aside from the Senate runs, when he's not saying he might run for president or something, he loves being against uh, gay marriage, Muslims, pretty much anyone. He's really known for posting anti-trans memes and recently came under fire for tweeting memes about killing journalists who disagree with him. Jesus Christ. Um, there's this one post I got here for you that he was hired as a like talking head for baseball tonight on ESPN. Okay. Um, and he made a Facebook post that he said, a man is a man no matter what they call themselves. I don't care what they are, who they sleep with. Men's room was designed for the penis. Women's <laughs> not so much. <laughs> now you need laws. Dude, that's nice toilets for the penis, dude. Like, like, it is a very... I think that's the a new type of being transphobic I haven't heard saying that the toilet is designed for penis. Dude, the, I guess he's talking about urinals, but, I like, guess, I... I guess you just have, like, that weird, like, fucking just white blob guy who on the cover, dude. That's for the penis. Yeah, that one right there. That's penis right there. Dude, that's just penis. I don't care yeah. who you have sex with or what you do, but that's for the penis. And I got, I've got two more for you just to get a kind of good gist. Uh, okay, okay. But, yeah, that one is so good. Real cool. Got Dude, fired. Great. Got fired real fast from ESPN. Here, um, Shelling posted this one on Facebook. A friend of mine just started his own business in Afghanistan. He's making landmines that look like prayer mats. It's doing well. He says profits are going through the roof. Cool. That's cool. Thanks for letting me know, man. Um, and then he posted a guy from his uh, collection, uh, Adolf Hitler, saying, tweeting, "The math is staggering when you get to the true numbers." And the photo is a photo of Hitler doing a salute. Jesus Christ. And it says, only 5 to 10% of Muslims are extremists. In 1940, only 7% of Germans were Nazis. It's a weird argument considering the guy has an extensive Hitler collection. Oh my god. But, but I know it's a World War II collection. No, it's a World War II collection. It's not related. But... So, after making some real... After having too much fun on the computer, he got fired in 2015 Damn, for all these. that's surprising. Um, he got hired by Breitbart shortly after. Okay. And then he considered it actually running for Senate again against uh, Elizabeth Warren. Um, wow. But he ended up endorsing uh, Shiva Ayadurai. 
He has also stated he planned on running for president in 2024 if Trump won. Oh, that's too bad. I yeah. Wish, I wish we were getting. Uh, I wish we were getting another four yeah. years of Trump, and then and we could look forward to, to Kurt Schilling. I, <laughs> I mean, but he would have gotten his. Uh, I feel like in 2024, no one's going to know who Kurt Schilling He's is. He's not thinking big enough, though. That's my. When Trump wins again in 2024, then Kurt Schilling comes. He'll come back. He'll be the VP, actually. Oh God. Maybe or maybe 2028. It's so good. But nah, in four years, I don't think people are going to know who Kurt Schilling is. Yeah. Well, they'll hear our podcast. They're, they're actually going to be like, whoa, Kurt Schilling? I heard about him on Bean Ballers. I do. <laughs> like, if you go to the 38 Studios Wikipedia page, there's a part, and it just says fate, and then it just says bankrupt. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, well, that was their fate. <laughs> you can't argue with fate. Um... I do think this his political action of like, yeah, I totally was going to run. I would have kicked your ass in the election if I ran. Does kind of say that he definitely lied about the Bloody Sock game. That's just my theory. Yeah. But like I said, he's a popular conservative talking head now. And in fact, he was good enough at baseball that he was eligible to make it to the Baseball Hall of Fame. Damn. And it's really hard to get into the Hall of Fame. Oh, okay. Um, it's a very archaic system. Um, sports writers and a shadowy cabal known as the Veterans Committee, which is just former players, but it's kind of weird. Okay, it's but they're all thing. wearing, like, dark robes, and they're in a yeah. secret underground, like, metro, like, station. You have to go behind the bookcase. That would explain how they voted in Harold Baines. Okay, okay. But, uh, so they vote on who gets to decide, gets to be inducted into the most boring room of an otherwise really cool museum in Cooperstown, New York. Um, and statistically, Kurt Schilling really should be in the Hall of Fame. Six All-Stars, three World Series championships, at World Series MVP. It's a really good trophy shelf. Old farts will like that. He won 200 wins, struck out 3,000 batters. Numbers that old people enjoy. Okay, yeah, they um, like that shit. And no one has as many strikeouts as him and isn't in the Hall of Fame. The only other one is Roger Clemens, who did use steroids as a okay. pitcher. But, and... Jaws, which is a stat that pretty much calculates how good, yeah. How many times a ball hits you right in the face? God, he'd be number one. But uh, it says that he, it has him as a 27th pitcher, best pitcher of all time. Nonetheless, you have to get 75% of the vote to uh, become in the Hall of Fame. And okay. he hasn't been able to get there. He fell per- just a little bit short. I think he got about 56% this year on his ninth year on the ballot. Okay. Um, you get 10 years, but Schilling is really salty, and he said that he requested to take his name off the ballot. This happened, like, last week. So, yeah, uh-huh. you usually get 10 years, but he's going to take his ball and go home. He's out. And that's where we are at on the story of Kurt Schilling. Damn, Kurt Schilling. What a guy. So, now that you've learned probably way too much about a pretty annoying guy from baseball, what are your thoughts on this beautiful game? Um, sounds very cool. I am excited to learn more about um, the other guys who play. Hopefully, there's some more cool guys who don't go like absolutely. Yeah, I wanted to start with that shit, but this guy seems uh, seems like a great introductory of like setting the bar. You know, you gotta set it very low. I feel like for guys. Yeah. To then be like, you'll tell me next week about someone very cool. I'll be like, wow, actually, you know, nice. I did hold this one against you. I didn't uh, let you know who we were gonna talk about, but uh. Next time, I do have a guy. I'm starting to compile my notes, and he's a cool guy. Okay, he's cool. Um, he's a soccer player. Soccer, okay. I know soccer. I played soccer in middle school. Yep. Um, his name is Garincha. He was a Brazilian soccer player. And, okay. Uh, he's considered like a cult hero there. He's really cool. 
and he, to my knowledge, is not as shitty as Kurt Schilling. Great. But that's, uh... I mean, but you can't be surprised, though, maybe. Like, yeah, I haven't done all the research yet. Maybe, once you start digging, but... Yeah, you know, maybe... Uh, fingers crossed. Maybe he has telling a, me about uh, some Nazi who uh, is just uh, awful on Twitter now. Yeah, but you know. But like, I do wish he was uh, our president, though. Got it. One day. He'll lose in the general election to our friend Randy Johnson, hopefully. Oh, hopefully. But, yeah, now, I this think is, that, uh... What you got there? This is great. Um, This is... Kurt Schilling's WordPress, 38pitches.wordpress.com. That's his website? A website. Looks cool. I recommend going to it. I did click on the link on his Twitter to get here. It said, it said, uh, it gave me a warning being like, this isn't a secure site. Are you sure? And I'm like, yeah. Uh, I'm, I trust my boy Kurt fully. But on the top, it says no spin, no BS, just what people are saying and doing. But more importantly, no fake news and no lying. Hell yeah, Kurt. And I think those are some great words to kind of end it off on. Shout out to my boy, Kurt very cool i can't wait to follow him on twitter you gotta follow him i will also let you know he has a cameo oh he's got a cameo so how much is this cameo all right let's load it up right now that sounds awesome because i mean like i think it would be really good for us as a brand if we can get can we please we fuck that'd be really good actually if we just get a kurt chilling cameo just we like don't even need intro music us. we can get rid of intro music or maybe as an outro we're like oh you've been listening to bean ballers i'm kurt Schilling. My sock was made covered in ketchup. But, you know, he, I feel like he's one of those guys who would definitely make his cameo, like, a hundred bucks. And you can only say, like, that Trump rules. Um, I think it, I think looking at how it wore, it looks like it is $150 what? to get his cameo. That is, comp- but also just says request. Yeah, I think you just have to request. Uh, Can I first. please pay you? Well, there's also chat for five dollars. We could just talk to him and Can then maybe please? screen record it. Yeah, I think that's the way to go. But we could pay it off in four interest payments of thirty-eight dollars with a firm. Well, I mean, if we do that, we could just not do it and then get sued by Kurt Schilling, just like he did to the state of Rhode Island. Shit, you know what? That's a great idea. All right. Well, on that note, hopefully right. next episode we'll have Kurt Schilling on as a we'll guest. We'll get Kurt Schilling. An unwilling please, guest on I, our podcast. We'll see if, I can, if I can scrape together, uh, you know, the funds, you know. Yeah. Well, I'll start looking under all the cushions for all the quarters. Yeah. I'll, uh, maybe I'll go, like, uh, play this podcast out loud as, like, a form of uh, busking. <laughs> like, please. Get some change. I need that Kurt Schilling I cameo. Need that Kurt Schilling cameo. I'll make us big. All right. I think that'll do it for today. Hopefully right. uh, next time, yeah, we'll have a cooler topic cooler, and we'll be talking about to soccer. Talk about. All the right. real beautiful game. The greatest game. All right. Until right. next time. Until next time. Thanks for listening. Well, we don't have an intro yet. Maybe we'll work on something for it. Yeah, we'll but. get something. <laughs>